podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Full time. I'm on, I'm here, I think I'm on stage according to the software in front of me. Hello, welcome back to 1874, it's time for a full time show with me, Dan Bardell, to go over Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Aston Villa 1 at Molyneux today, probably the hottest away end I think I've ever been in in my life, which is completely bizarre. On October the 8th, anyone that was there today will know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like I've got heat stroke. Not sure how I feel about the result, really, because on the face of it, I think 1-1 there, a place we're notoriously bad at, is a good result, especially when we were 1-0 down and we did well to come back so quickly. But I think them going down to, to 10 and us having 10 minutes of stoppage time where we created three presentable chances, three really good chances that did not the wind out of my sails a little bit just because it felt like we could have won. But overall, I think it's a, it's a good point. I don't think Villa were at their best today by any stretch of the imagination. But I do also think that it, Molyneux is a hard place to go and it's been a hard place for Villa to go. You only have to look at last week, the fact that Manchester City got turned over. They, they lost 2-1. So Molyneux is a place teams will go to and, that, and they will lose. So from 1-0 down, I don't think it's a bad point. But as I say, the fact that we had those chances, in particular the Watkins chance right at the death, which really was the last action of the game. I think maybe that makes it feel a, a little bit different. But yeah, let's we'll talk about the game, obviously, a, li- a little bit now. I can see a few people in the comments. Thank you to everyone that's joined me for the live tonight. Obviously, I'm doing it on my own, so I will lean on you guys in the chat pretty heavily. Jeevan says, beating Brighton, first Conference League win and a draw at Wolves is a good week. Yeah, I'd go with that. I think that's a that's a positive way of, of looking at it. And actually, I do think on the face of it now, you know, Villa have got 10 points from 12 in the Premier League going into the international break, a fifth in the league. Got some decent games coming up after the international break. Potentially can get a few players back from injury as well. I do think it does need taking into consideration that Villa are missing a few key players at, at the moment, maybe a couple of weeks without a game. Should at least bring Moreno back. Actually, I, I would say so. I think we're in a really, really good position. Only two defeats so far this season. Like I said, the fact that you know we're not going to win every every single week. We're, we're not a team that's going to be challenging for the title. I don't think so. You know, we're not going to win every week. So ten points from twelve. That's a that's a good return from the fixtures that 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 we've had. Likes the way we, we lined up today. I think you know. Watching, having watched the game, you could tell visibly that Diaby and Kamara weren't a hundred percent. I think every time Diaby had to break into a sprinting action, he was kind of holding his back afterwards. So it felt like those two were perhaps not forced to play because they would have passed a fitness test to, to be able to start. But those two didn't look fully comfortable today, which again I would say makes it probably a better point than, than maybe it looks. Um, I liked the lineup. I actually think Cash on the right hand side of midfield in away games works pretty well. And I will say, in, in some respects, he actually offers a little bit more of a goal threat, which is bizarre for someone who's a right back than maybe some of the other players that, that could play 
in that position and he was unlucky not to score in in the first half. I liked having Carlos back in at centre-back. I think one thing I like about him with Mings not being there, he's a more dominant centre-half, more aggressive centre-half than, than a Conser, than a Longley, than a Pau Torres. So I think when Carlos is fit for certain games, having him in at centre-back offers us something different and just gives us that little bit more of physicality, especially away from home. And Wolves are a relatively physical side, a relatively mobile side. I, I liked having Diego Carlos in there today and I thought he made a couple of key d- defensive actions. I thought he had a thought he had a good game. He's obviously not really... He played 90 minutes, well, he nearly played 90 minutes on Thursday in Europe. You know, building him back up from, from injury, the international break has probably come at the wrong time for him. But I liked having him alongside Pau Torres today and, and thought they were good. And I think for certain games as well, having Conser at, at right back and almost making it a back three, although I will say I didn't really notice that today at the game. I do think there's some benefits to that defensively for, for Villa. So that was that was good to see. You know, it was a similar setup. I think it might have even been the same 11, actually, that Villa used against Burnley, where, where they won 3-1. And in the first half, I thought we started the game really well. The first 10, 15 minutes, I thought we were... We were strong. We were we were in the ascendancy. I thought we were the we were the better team. Kind of took the game to Wolves a little bit, and then re- for the rest of the f- of the first half, wasn't really there g- going forwards. Wolves didn't really create much. In fact, I, I don't remember Martinez having to make a save other than the Samado offside in the second half. All game, you know, Martinez w- was was not busy today. But I, I just felt we were a bit sloppy in the first half. Not not perhaps at our best, and I was. I was relatively happy. In fact, I was happy, in fact, to go in nil-nil at half-time. I thought that's not a bad score for Villa nil-nil in an away game because I always fancy us to, to score. And obviously in previous games against Wolves, especially last season, we've gone one nil down early and we, we've struggled to, to recover from that. I thought Wolves defended... I mean, Gary O'Neill said some things after the game, which I easily think could have been levelled at Wolves, if, I, if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought they were very deep. With their back three, I didn't think their wing backs, who I thought might cause us problems, I didn't really feel like they progressed up, up the pitch as far as I perhaps would have would have thought they would. I, I quite like that Wolves back three. I think they've got a nice mix there, a nice balance with Kilman bringing the ball out. I think it, he impressed me today from from a Wolves perspective, and then just Dawson just always has a good game against Villa. He only plays for teams that begin with with W, but he whenever he does play for those teams beginning with W against Villa. He also always seems to have a good game, and today was no exception. You know, he, I'd like to have seen us got at him a little bit more, just because of the fact he he was on a booking from relatively early, and I, I felt like Villa, the only way Villa really tested him was his bread and butter by crossing the ball into the box. Now Diaby obviously ended up going off, so maybe that was a, a contributing factor, and you know he wasn't fully fit. That was visible, as I say. But with Dawson, he was on that booking from early. From early. And it kind of felt like we never really got at him or isolated him in a way that I would have liked us to. It was more just sending a Luca Dean cross. It's not, it's not a dig at Luca Dean, but a Luca Dean cross into the box. And that's Dawson's bread and butter. That's what he deals with. And I felt the majority of the game, Dawson did deal with that. Now, the first half was really, it wasn't a, wasn't a, non, it wasn't a non-event, but not a lot happened. Neither team really created too many chances it was the second half where the game kind of came alive and there was there was more action and disappointed 
with the, with the goal we conceded. Again, I'm not having a, a pop at Luca Dean. He was a big part of what was good about Villa going forward today. But I did always feel when he was high up the pitch, that right-hand side on the break was potentially going to be a problem for Villa. Now, Louise has given the ball away in a pretty innocuous a- area, I would say. Now, there's a lot, a lot of stuff happened after he's given the ball away. There's a lot of things and actions that Villa could have cut out, but the attack has stemmed from Douglas Louise giving the ball away, which he doesn't do very often. But on this occasion, he got his pocket picked. Wolves have ended up breaking and it, it's made its way to, to Neto across the other side. Now, at this point, Luca Dean's quite high up the pitch. Pau Torres has had to, to come across. Not the quickest Pau Torres. As, as we know, Neto was their danger man all day. And I, I did think at, at times... McGinn was perhaps restricted because I think he was, it was a bit of Gerard actually, this. It felt like because Luca Dean was going so high up, McGinn on the left-hand side was, was kind of covering off the Wolves counter. But again, in that in that action, McGinn gets caught up the pitch as well. So that's your left-hand side taking out the game. And then Neto, who is Wolves' most dangerous player. We saw what he did to Manchester City last week. Him on the him on the attack. Pau Torres has come across and and found it difficult to, to deal with Neto in in this instance, and he couldn't really do anything. He, I, potentially, he would have ended up bringing him down, which obviously Pau Torres was was aware of. So Neto's got past him with relative ease. In fairness to Luca Dean, he's got back in to cover off Pau Torres, who's had to come across, and he's really unlucky with trying to intercept the ball. He's tried to in, intercept it. And it's it's just landed, took a little nick off him, and it's landed really in the the one place you didn't want it to land. And Wang is is there to to, to knock it home. Now Wang was dead two minutes before that, and then he was dead again after that. He'd been been hit in the face or whatever, but he seemed to recover in time to score against us. And I I did feel it was a, it was it was a it was a bad goal. I think we were a little bit unfortunate as well. It does feel like whenever we lose the ball, we we get punished. And Louise, it was a long way down the pitch where where he he lost the ball. But Unai Emery in the comments don't think it's um, don't think it is is the real Unai Emery. You know, he's talking about transition, and I think we did get caught in transition for for that goal. But Luca Dean's unlucky. Like I say, he's slid in. It's it's clipped off him and it's landed right in front of Wang and Martinez has, has got no chance and we're 1-0 down. But what I liked was that the response, you know, I, I feared the worst at 1-0 down because it felt like we've, we've been in this position before against Wolves and in certain games, if we go 1-0 down, it either very quickly becomes two or we struggle to break a, break a side down. Now, we scored from a breakdown of a of, of a set piece, really, and it's a, it's a really good ball in from Ollie Watkins, wasn't at his best today, didn't have a lot of service. In fact, in the first half, I think if you were to look at his touch map, I wouldn't think he's touched the ball maybe more than six or seven times, not through any fault of his own. It was just the first half was very, very bitty and quite sloppy from Villa. But even in the, again, in the game where he hasn't scored, he's got a goal contribution. And I think that's something that, that gets overlooked with Ollie Watkins. Not only does he get goals, he gets assists as well. And that was a different type of assist from him today. It's a it's a lovely ball in. And it's a really well-executed finish for, for, from Pau Torres, you know, to score his first goal for the club. And you could see he enjoyed it as well, celebrating in front of a, a rapturous away end, which, which, which it was when that, when that goal went in. And at 1-1, I didn't really feel like either team probably deserve deserve to win after that I didn't feel like we were particularly in the ascendancy and I, I didn't think they were either it was a 
both both teams seemed to break down in any attack they had seemed to seem to break down I don't, I don't remember us creating too many chances until the stoppage time period that I, that I spoke about earlier I think it was a struggle for us today for, for for whatever reason I don't know whether it was you know wolves are difficult opposition like I've said obviously they've had eight days without a game whereas we played on Thursday although I, I don't really like to use Thursday as an excuse because although obviously we had a game, it felt in some ways a very straightforward game in the, in the second half. It wasn't one of those high-intensity games where we had to put a lot into it. We just had to keep using the ball. Maybe it was one of those games that may, makes you mentally tired as a, as a footballer, but I certainly didn't think that, you know, a lot of physical exertion had to go into that game. So I wouldn't want to use that as an excuse. I think we just all over, you know, if I was to pick a man of the match today, I probably would pick Carlos because I thought, I thought he had a he had a decent game at the back, but then Wolves didn't really strain us too much with with what they were doing going forward, and it just felt quite bitty. Neither to every team, kind of both teams seemed to fall down at the at the final hurdle of an attack. Someone would make a sloppy pass, give give the ball away, or just make the wrong decision, and it, it felt quite bitty after after we got back to to one one. But then the Lamina sending off and the amount of stoppage time that was there when he got sent off. That did create an avenue for Villa to Villa to create and and make a couple more chances later on in that game and really probe them and really progress. Which I think in the main we actually did really well in that stop in that stoppage time. I don't think Wolves could could make any more subs at, at that point. So their midfield was a little bit all all over the place. I couldn't work out who was playing alongside Bubakar Traore after after Lamina got sent off. It felt like you know Fabio Silva was having to fill in there. You know, and he's not a central midfielder at all. So. They were happy with the point at this point, Wolves. It was a case of sitting and just deal with what Villa throw in, which in the main, again, did feel like it was balls into the box. On, onto Dawson's head. Zaniolo's come very, very close. Again, kind of off a breakdown of a of a set piece. I haven't seen it back, but it, it looked close from, from where I sat. That, that was unfortunate. You know, McGinn started to probe and get a little bit more into the game at that point as well. By then, he'd moved up. Alongside Watkins, which I, I always like to see that because I think them two pressing as a front two, I think that's something that could be effective for Villa in, in certain games. And he's found Douglas Louise, and it's ended up he's had a shot, but might have been travelling towards goal. It's, it's gone out for a corner, but again, it felt like a decent opportunity at that point. And then the game really has hinged on Ollie Watkins' header that's, that's clipped the post. At the end of the game, you know, it's, it's a dream chance. You could see by his reaction that he probably felt he should score. Again, I've, I've not particularly seen it back from, from, from a great angle. I've, I've seen it back once in in real time. He should score. He'll, I think he'll think that, that he should score as well. And that's probably what's made the point not feel as good as the point was. The fact they've gone down to 10 and we have missed that chance right at the depth, at the death, sorry. But as I said at the start of the of the show... I think if you take time to sit back and, and look at it, we weren't brilliant today. I don't think we were at our best at all. Molyneux has been a real bogey ground for, for this club for, for a number of years now. I know we won, won there in the COVID season, but in the main, we've gone there and got turned over. The Wolf fans have created quite a, a hostile atmosphere. It didn't, I've got to say it didn't really feel like that today, but in previous games, that they definitely have. I thought the Villa fans were very, very good today in, 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 in the away end, probably outsung. The, the, the wolves the wolves ends actually and 
it's just a shame that, that we didn't score because to, to, you know, to nick a game at the death like, like that would have been so, so sweet. And to go into that international break with you know four wins in a row in the Premier League, having got the monkey off our back in, in Europe as well, I think it, everyone would have been going into that feeling really, really positive. But I think there are still a hell of a lot of positives where this football club is at the moment, you know, fifth in the league. You know, I watched a bit of Man U yesterday, a bit of Chelsea yesterday. You know, this is a club that's in a in a healthier position than those two teams. And and he's going to be right up there challenging towards the top six of this Villa team. I really, really think that if we can get a couple of players back and avoid any more long-term injuries, because I think had we had a fully fit squad all the way through this season, I know you're never going to have that, but I do think we have been really unfortunate with what's happened. With, with injuries, I think maybe we'd have had a, a an even better start, and it, it you know, won't do us harm to to draw a game today. We seem to be a team that either wins or loses. A, a draw today won't do us any harm at all, and I do think, as I say, it is a it is a good point, but it is that miss at the end that will will haunt us probably throughout the rest of the international break until, until we end up against West Ham at Villa Park in a, in a few weeks' time. But I just can't overstate enough what a great job the players are doing, what a great job Unai Emery is doing. The club is in a, a really healthy position and, you know, to to be where we are in the league, fifth, fifth in the league, unlucky not to be a, a little bit higher and to be a team that can not be at their best and still take something, that hasn't been Villa's way over the, over the last few years. That hasn't been something that we could really level at the, at the football club. I also think in some, in some ways as well, not, it sounds weird to say because we have had, overall like a, a hard time as a football club over the last decade or so we've almost become a little bit used to winning uh, a, a little bit spoilt so that when we don't win it sometimes feels worse than it than it probably should I think coming back from coming back from one nil down today and having that reaction straight away and getting ourselves back in the game shows us that that, that we can do it's not been something that we've done too much I think it's a I think it's a real positive and I think the club is in a in a in a real real good place right right now heading into the the international break. Richard Taylor saying, "Do you think the Villa's constant plighting is affecting the flow of football that Unai wants to create?" I felt both teams probably they they were worse actually had players that spent time on the floor today. I wouldn't say any of it was was play acting though. I'm not sure what that's that's alluding to. I don't remember a Villa player play acting at any point. During the, during the game today, I think it was a, a bitty game in general. It was a game that both teams had men that were down for a considerable amount of time. And I think that's where the stoppage time came from. In, in the end, you know, Wang, who who scored, he had a considerable amount of time on the floor, but you know, he was clearly something had happened to him because he had a bloody nose and he had the he had the, the stuff up his nose, I, I believe. But I, I'm not sure. If, I mean, let me know, Richard Taylor, in the chat if there's something in particular. You're talking about there, but I felt if anything, Wolves players spent more time on the floor today, and just that it was a was a bitty game in general. Mike Roch says ten points from possible twelve since the last international break is top six form, top five form actually. Given our record at Molyneux, I'm more than happy with the point. Just gutted we couldn't nick it at, at the end. I, I think that's that's fair. I think that's probably where I sit at. As, as well with with that performance. Jeevan says, not saying the rest of the team is not doing enough. It's a very strong team, but it feels like Watkins has really stepped up to make things happen, which is exciting. Eight goals assists in the league is really good. Yep, fits in with what I was saying earlier. I think even when he's not scoring, I think people don't appreciate how many assists this guy's been getting under Unai Emery, and I include last season in that 
as as well. His goal contributions, overall goals and assists, is a really high level, a, a lot higher level than I think he gets credit for. In fact, Ollie Watkins and today's balling on his left foot. You know, it's the kind of ball he would have loved to have, have have received through the game. Although I suppose he did get the get the cross at the end. But great to see, even in a game where he hasn't scored, it's great to see that he's. He's picked up a, a, an assist. Ethan Woodward says, nice to see Nasef there as well. Haven't seen that. So if he was there, brilliant. You know, he's the one who identified Unai Emery and really pushed for Unai Emery. So he must be really, really pleased with with, with what he's seeing now as, as well. Unai Emery in the comments agrees with me as well that starting Carlos was the right move and we've looked good in defence, but we need to be doing more in the, in the final third. I, don't, I just think Wolves are a difficult team to play against. That's what I... What I think today, you know, when a, a team's a bit more open and expansive, which, you know, every team has their own way of playing, like Brighton, we created chance after chance last week at, at Villa Park. Today, a lot of the stuff Gary, Gary O'Neill said about, about Villa, I felt could have comfortably be levelled at, at Wolves as well. I thought what he said after the game was a, a, a little bit strange. Talking about Villa sitting in a, in a back six, that, that certainly wasn't what I saw during that game. Yes, we do that. Every now now and again, but you know we're not going to just press for press's sake and let Wolves come out and and, and counter attack and be open because that's what they wanted us to do. So I, I did think that was a that was a strange thing for Gary O'Neill to, to to say after the game. Chris Hardy says the problem with Wolves is they are always bang up for playing us. Even if we're in the best of form, they'll unsettle us and get chances. Never going to be anything other than a, than a tough day at the office, and it, and, it, and it was a tough day. You know, it was a tough game, but I said earlier I don't remember Emmy Martinez making the save except for the one that was offside. All I remember is him picking the ball out, out, out the net. So we limited them today and, for, and frustrated them, but they probably did the same to us as well, with the, with the exception of stoppage time. It, it was just that kind of game. It, it wasn't, you know, I don't look at it as being a massive derby, but there is a there is a local rivalry, a, a Midlands rivalry there. It was a, a, a blood and thunder game. You know, there'll be some players licking some wounds after after that game, but... I think both teams maybe cancelled each other out to, to to an extent. I'd agree with what I'd say in the comments. I generally think Wolves treat this more as more of a derby than we do. And yeah, Max said it at the start of his video on Villa on tour as as well. I think that is that is a factor because their fans are always extra up for, for, for this game, probably more so than our fans will be at the return leg at, at Villa Park. So they do treat it as, as a derby. Now they took a lot of pride Wolves in in finishing above us. For the few years that that they did it, they they enjoyed that. They liked being the top dogs in in the Midlands. Now now Villa are back as being the, the the top dogs in the Midlands, the team that finishes the highest in in the Premier League. So, you know, in some ways that almost suits Wolves more not not being the favourites and and having to battle. You know, I thought I don't think they've got the best team in the world, but I think they they battled hard to, today. Wolves, I think they know their limitations and and, and know what they are, and they've got. A really useful front three in Neto, Cunha, and and Wang. You know, Wang is, feels like he scores a goal nearly, nearly every week. And Cunha, although he's not in the goals, he he does carry a threat. And Neto is a very very high level footballer. So you know, they I think they know what what they are. They've got some good defenders as as well. And the game today was tight, like 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 I expected. So yeah, it was, the game was. As, as I thought it, it would be, it, it was a tough game, but I definitely think they create kind of a feverant atmosphere and they get themselves up for it and they, their team know the importance of the game. And I, I don't think this is a factor, but I don't think Villa look at it in the same way that, that the Wolves fans and the Wolves players perhaps 
look at it. Stuart Trude says, to be fifth with the level of injuries is a fab achievement. Some winnable games to come after the international break. I remember before we embarked on this four-game run saying, there's some decent fixtures here for Villa now. We'll know a lot more about what Villa season is going to be after these four games. 10 points from 12 from those four games is, is an absolutely brilliant return. And like Stuart says, you know, to take out, you take into account the injuries that we've had as well. I think we've had a really, really strong start. I think most Villa fans would have snapped your hands off for the start that we've had to, to, to the season. Richard Taylor says, the last few games, Villa will be camped in the opposition end, recycling the ball and going for the winner. And Bailey McGinn and Cash will go down like they've been shot. It slows our momentum down. No, look, that's that's your opinion, Richard. But I can't say that's something I've massively noticed. And it wasn't something that I massively noticed today. In all honesty, I don't think that kind of thing contributed to... To, to Villa's performance today. Chris Hardy says, great to see Carlos back. It, you know, he's really good to see some love for him in, in the comments. I thought he was good today. His distribution is underrated. Always looking to thread the ball into Dougie for him to turn and make, make something happen. Yeah, I, I'd go along with that. Like I said, I think there's a place for Carlos in this team with without Mings, not only because of the stuff that Chris Hardy's just spoken about, but just that physical aspect as well. I think he's, he's really, really important to have a more physical centre-half in there. I think that's what Carlos is. The, the problem we've got with Carlos at the moment is he hasn't proven his fitness at all. You know, he obviously had his really bad injury, which he was unfortunate with last season. And the first time this season, he kind of got a run of games. He got injured. So durability has been a problem. So it'd be interesting to see now that how, how he goes, if he can carry this on after after the international break. Because like I say, I do think there is a place for him in, in Villa's defence. And I thought he was Villa's best player today. I thought he was... He was Villa's man of the match. And another thing, you know, Torres next to him, I think he's growing every every single week. Again, his distribution is top-notch. And it was nice to see a centre-back get on the score sheet because it's not something that we that we do very often. I think I think only Ming scored. I think Ming scored one from centre-back last season, one from a set-piece it certainly was. Anyway, yeah, we haven't had a lot of goals from centre-backs in, in recent years. So it's good to see Pau Torres get off the mark with a, with a really, really clever finish. Rachel Insul Lewis says two points per game, roughly at the at the moment, and that's that, that's fine. It's a good return. The two, you know, we've lost to Newcastle away and we've lost to Liverpool away, and the manner of those defeats in some ways was alarming, but the reaction to those two defeats has been really good. In general, we've lost the two games I would have expected us to lose, and the games you would have said we've got a chance of taking something here, we've, we've taken something from. So I think it's really, really, really positive at the moment. I can't overstate enough how positive I am. I'm upset about the miss, the missing, the misses at the end because it does make me think that we we could have won the game. But overall, point was probably fair on the on on the face of it. And I do just think we've had such a good start. It's gone. I know we beat Brighton six one, and people started to talk about us a little bit last week. But that start is very very strong considering the teams we've played as well. Yeah, we've been to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea might not be doing anything. This is you know we've been to Anfield, we've been to Newcastle, and we've been to Stamford Bridge. We've got some of the tougher grounds out out the way already and we're still sit, sitting in fifth. Paul Welford on Facebook says, Dan, I think Villa are doing something special here. I'm happy for us to to continue to go a little bit un, under the ride. I don't think people realise what a, what, what a good team we are and we have weren't at our best today, but it's noticeable because we are such a good, such a good team now. I was talking to someone on the on, on the way home of the train. I was talking about the difference between Villa, Villa and Brighton, and I do think Villa and Brighton will be sitting around the the top six again for definite this season. 
they were basically the two guys I was with. They they were arguing about who's the better side, Villa or Brighton. I said I think it is Villa because Villa gave Brighton a 12-13 game head start last season. Brighton have been brilliant for the Premier League over the last few years. But when you finish a point off them with that 12-13 game head start, I think they have two teams that approach games in different ways, two teams that approach squads in different ways. I'd say Brighton have got more more depth than us. They can rotate a, a little bit more more than us. But I think when you know when we're on it, I think we're probably the, the better team. And we showed that last week. And I think Villa will be right up there and Brighton will be right up there again. Penno says we're the only team to play five out of eight games away. I'd go along with that again. I think that's something that completely goes under the radar with, with Villa start. That's a, obviously not a fair ratio. And we know how good Villa are at home. We're, we're 10 in a row at home. Long may, long may that continue. You know, If we continue to win our home games and get results like today, get a win here and there as well, like we did at, at Stamford Bridge, like we did at Burnley, we're going to have a really high-level season. Rachel Insel Lewis agrees with what I said at the, at the start, probably a victim of our own quick success. When it doesn't work, it doesn't go well well at all. But when it does work for us, it's it's brilliant. I think, yeah, usually people would be relatively happy with the point, but we've almost been spoiled and we've become used to, to, to winning so many football matches. So when we don't win, it almost feels alien to us now. It almost feels a, a, a little bit strange. David Starr says, touched on it, Dan, but power celebration was class. Great to see him break character. He's looked so cool, calm since arriving. Look, anyone scoring a goal, it's going to mean a lot to them. So when it's your first goal in a in, in a new country, even though he's a centre back, that will give him some confidence and that will that will do him some good. It was it, it was great to see and like I say to have a centre back as well. Score a goal is not something that Villa have been very good at over the years. And it was a real astute, clever finish as as well. Ad says it's a bit of a catch twenty two. I want us to play at a higher tempo, but I also don't want us to give the ball away at a speed where we will be more susceptible to counter attacks given our our high line. I think today that you know, the build up was purposefully a little bit a, li- a little bit slower. Don't kind of build through and get bodies in the box because you don't want to get caught on the on the counter. And it it was interesting. The goal we conceded came one of the times that we did commit commit bodies forward. That was what Wolves wanted us to do. And, you know, we did it and got caught and we, we, we conceded and had players up the pitch, players struggling to get recover and get and get back in position. And we, we, we did concede. So I think some of the slow build-up today was a little bit deliberate, but I also just think Wolves only pressed at very, very precise moments. They were happy for us to to, to have the ball and move it between our, our, our centre-backs. I'm not sure what the trigger was, but there was a, a definitive trigger Wolves only pressed us today, and when they, by the way, when they did press, they they swarmed and and they came. But it was only at very certain moments during the game they were quite happy for Villa to to have the ball and move the ball, but, but between the, their defence. One thing I did think that was a shame was that Cash had gone off, and then they went down to ten men because I think had they uh, had they gone down to ten men and Cash was still on the pitch, I think that would have led to us creating a even more chances if it had been him at right back. You know, Conza did his best to try and get forward. At that point, but I think having Matty Cash at right back at that stage of the game when they'd gone down to ten and there was all that stoppage time, it was unfortunate that he'd been subbed off and and, and gone. So, yeah, that's enough of my rambling. I think I think everyone's probably had enough of my rambling at this point. I think we've been going for for about half an hour. So again, let us know in the comments if you're enjoying these solo shows. If you're not enjoying the solo shows, I will stop doing them and make sure I have someone with me to talk about the game. 
We will do a pod this week, I think, with Greg, the normal 1874 podcast. Just need to liaise with the busy boy who's just had a baby when he's free and available and we'll, we'll try and, and get that done. Thanks to everyone in the in in the chat for, for, for joining me. Obviously, when you're doing a solo show, it helps to have people involved and saying stuff for you to bounce off in the chat. So everyone in there, all the usual faces, thank you very much. I really appreciate that when doing these shows. Thanks to the people that were so nice to me, kind to me today when, when speaking to me and telling me how much they enjoy the shows and all that jazz like that it means a lot genuinely i'd be absolutely nowhere in my career without without all you people so thank you very much if no one watches me then i've never achieved anything not done some of the stuff i've done so just want to reiterate how much i really appreciate the support and all the kind words that people give me both at villa park and and, and the other games when that when they see me as well it's something that that means an awful lot to me and is never ever lost on me and never think that you've been a pain by coming in and speaking to me because it's I'm very, very grateful and I just want to reiterate that so so that people know. As I say, I'll be back with Greg in the week. Obviously, it is an international break now, so there won't be an array of shows. But yeah, I'll do the do the pod with Greg this week at some point, I hope. Thanks to Lee for producing. Go and watch Max's video of the day on Villa on Tour as well. I've watched it before uh, before I came on. It's a, it's a good watch and gives you a flavour of what it was like in the boiling hot ridiculous away end on October the 8th. Take care of yourselves. Have a good rest of your Sunday night and have a good week at work. And as always, up the villa. Podcast Network.